blessings everyone and welcome to as it is written our hope is that you're empowered enlightened and encouraged as we examine the word of god let us pray father we just want to give you thanks and praise for everything that has transpired over this week thank you for bringing us yet to another wonderful weekend a friday morning that you have made we shall rejoice and be glad in it lord let my delivery of this your word to these your people be clear concise and compelling so much so that they not be only hearers of your word but doers likewise and that they may apply it to their lives and spread it to others you be maximized let me be minimized and when it's all said and done i'll be most careful to give your name all the praise all the glory and all the honor that is so rightfully due in jesus name we pray amen and amen thank you thank you once again for joining us on as it is written locate in your bibles or on your electronic devices psalm 21 uh 91 sorry psalm 91 the 91st psalm i'll be reading the king james version i'm just going to read verse one into your hearing but um i'll be addressing most of the psalm if not all of the psalm at one point <laughs> not going to keep you too long and most of you know this psalm uh, especially this first verse psalm 91 the king james version it reads he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty again he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty now this particular psalm the 91st psalm is a very popular one indeed perhaps among the most popular of, of all the psalms in the bible however there is no official record of who wrote it by rule of law bible scholars will attribute it to the the writer of the previous psalm psalm 90 which would be moses and according to uh, jm good's historical outline of the book of psalms we have so clear and graphic a description of the evils the creatures and the circumstances faced by moses and the children of israel that is needless to to hunt for any other occasion that suits this psalm psalm 91 other bible scholars will say that it's a messianic psalm that the lord will deliver the messiah from terror pestilence and war and give angels charge to keep him in all his ways so powerful is psalm 91 that in matthew chapter 4 verse 6 satan tries to use its words its very words to tempt Jesus. <laughs> so powerful is this psalm that in the first two verses it makes use of four awesome names of God. Most High, Almighty, Jehovah or Lord and El, the Mighty God. But I come neither to establish who wrote this psalm nor to establish how powerful it is today but rather to establish what God is saying to us through this 91st Psalm as it is written. So I have titled this uh, portion of scripture, if you may, there's safety in the secret place. That's what I want you to know today, everyone under 
who's listening to me or viewing me and listening to me today there's safety in the secret place now when one hears the term secret place what springs to mind is a is a place which location is not common knowledge or easily accessible in fact most of the time there's something distinctly valuable about the place which tends to influence those with, with knowledge of its existence to refrain from disclosing the whereabouts of this personal treasure, the secret place. <laughs> a secret place may provide solace for some and serenity for others and for even others shade. But for this particular portion of scripture, the secret place is a place of security, a place of safety. However, not all believers are automatically accepted here. We, we must condition our, our lifestyles to choose to dwell in this secret place so we may be safe, safe physically, safe emotionally, and safe spiritually. So the relevant question to be both asked and answered here is, what makes the secret place of the Most High a place of safety? <laughs> what makes this secret place here, the secret place in the text, the secret place of the Most High, a place of safety. Well, this leads me to my first point. When we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we have rights to the protection of God. We have rights to the protection of God. Verses one through four make specific mention of eight um, devices of protection, I like to call it, that, that God provides for those of us who choose to dwell with him. In verse one, God provides shelter in the secret place and his shadow. In verse two, he provides a, a place of refuge and a fortress. Psalm 61 3 says, For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. In verse 3, we see the providence of God with his, his infinite wisdom, guidance and concern for us, protecting us from the traps and snares of those who plot and plan to entrap us. Those who want to see us fail, and from the plague, from sickness, from disease. Right here is a good time for you and me to give thanks to God for rescuing us, for rescuing us from anything that is life-threatening, that life-threatening encounter or situation or, or sickness. Go ahead and, and give him thanks right now for saving you from that, from rescuing you from that, for healing you, for delivering you, for preserving you, for sustaining you. I would not be standing here today had it not been for the providence of God. Then in verse 4, God provides for us a shield and a buckler, wings and feathers. <laughs> wow. When we look collectively at these devices, they provide protection for every possible situation we can face. His feathers, wings and shadow provide covering and and camouflage while on the move. His fortress, buckler and shield provide separation from the enemy. And the secret place and refuge provide a place to wait out our temporary conditions. <laughs> there is safety in the secret place of the Most High because we have rights to the protection of God. 
when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, not only do we have rights to the protection of God, but number two, we can rely on the promises of God. Throughout the 91st Psalm, there are references to the imperative verbs, shall and will, referring to either us doing what God promises or Him doing what He promises. <laughs> it's good stuff. On the condition, however, that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That's what we have to do. That's the prerequisite. Let's start in verse 1. Verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Verse 3, Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Verse 5, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day. Verse 6, Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that was that wasteth sorry, at noonday. Verse 7, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Verse 8, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Verse 10 says, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Verse 12, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Verse 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. And then verse 14, because he had set his love upon me, therefore will I, will I deliver him. <laughs> I will set him on high because he had known my name. Verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's God speaking there. That's a whole lot of promises. I'm telling you that 16 shalls and eight wills, <laughs> 16 shalls, and eight wills. There is safety in the secret place of the Most High because we can rely on the promises of God. When we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, not only do we have rights to the protection of God, number one, and we can rely on the promises of God, number two, but we can rest in the presence of God, number three. Let's look at verse one again. In verse one, secret place in the, in the Hebrew, it refers to a, a hideout, a place to hide away, to rest, a shelter from the enemy. Uh, when I was younger and then growing up, I don't even think it was quite adolescence yet, we had a, a, a building on our block, our street, and 
it was under construction and there was a massive tree in, inside, growing inside. There was no roof on it yet. It just was up to Belcos and we would go and go in the tree. We didn't have an actual tree house, but the tree had so many branches and leaves that once we climbed up into the tree, no one viewing from the outside could see. As a matter of fact, you could stand right in the building and look at the tree and you wouldn't see us inside, uh, up in the tree. It was a secret place to hide away. <laughs> we would, would do a lot of mischief. I won't go into all of that. And then we would run to the tree and hide and passing cars looking for us would say, you know, where did they go? But we were in the secret place, a hideaway. And then sometimes we would get comfortable there hiding away and just rest, a shelter from the enemy. How many of you like myself have been troubled by or sought after by the enemy for whatever reason and just needed to get to that secret place, that hideout where you feel safe and secure in the very presence of God in this circumstance, <laughs> in this context, or maybe the, the, the evil one has been messing with you, messing with your mind. The devil been messing with your mind, messing with your marriage, messing with your money. And you need a safe haven, a safe house where you can get away from it all. Well, verse 1 makes reference to such a place, the secret place of the Most High. But what is important to note here is that we have to dwell there. We have to hang around God. We have to stay, try to stay in His presence. We have to make... Uh, our lives and our livelihoods conducive to the presence of God. The presence of God must be sought after. We must choose to stay in his presence. We must make a conscious effort to dwell, to live, to stay, to, to try to constantly remain in his presence if we want to be in the secret place. In 1867, Mary B.M. Duncan, in her book, Under the Shadow of the Almighty, she says this, she says, um, Solomon penned it best in the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 3, that beautiful allegory where the, the church in a time of intimate communion with Christ says, I sat down under his shadow with great delight. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. The church sat in his presence with no desire to leave. We are the church. <laughs> we ought to be sitting in his presence with no desire to leave. When's the last time we can say that we took the time to rest in the very presence of God? The secret place of the Most High is the Holy of Holies, where we are accepted by God as his chosen. No longer do we have to depend on the high priest to go beyond the veil for us. The veil was torn in two by Jesus the Christ at Calvary. And when we accept him as Lord and Savior, God accepts us as his children. And we have access to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Then we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We can rest in the presence of God. <laughs> there is safety in the secret place of the Most High God. There's something about shadows that when we hear about them or we see them, we think about 
something or someone lurking in the darkness waiting to ambush another or just up to some sort of illegal or wicked activity or we tend to think about a place where it would be frightening to stay or visit or pass through you know it's it's been put in our subconscious by movies and and by novels and and just by folk talking and passing down folklore and and the likes so what spun my head around when reading this text was the fact that when we dwell in the secret place of the most high the bible says as it is written with one of those 16 shells that we shall abide under the shadow of the almighty <laughs> imagine being so close to God that his shadow falls on you. All right. That may not get you excited, but when you think about the fact that here lies a shadow where evil cannot lurk. <laughs> a shadow that we can run to instead of running away from. A shadow that is, is cast not just by light, but by he who is light. And you and I can abide there. We should get excited. <laughs> Think about the fact that the sun shines its light and 93 million miles away, the earth is brightly lit. And then think about the brilliance and luminance and glory of our God that outshines the sun. And imagine being under the shadow cast by he who is light, the very reflection of his awesome power and majesty with the rights to his protection, reliance on his promises, and all the while resting in his presence under the care, nurture, and guidance of his providence. We should get excited right there. Get excited that when the enemy is looking to and fro in the earth for someone to devour, he can't find you. He's like a roaring lion trying to find you, but he can't find you because you are in the secret place under the shadow of the Almighty. Get excited because everything we need is right there in his presence, in the secret place of the Most High. It's right there. Right there. Notice I didn't say right here, right there. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there, not the Lord who is here. Like we could just summons God's presence. The Lord who is there in that secret place. We have to get there. We develop patience in the secret place. We develop strategy in the secret place. We develop discernment in the secret place. We develop a praise in the secret place. We develop appreciation in the secret place. We develop compassion in the secret place. In that secret place, we develop ambition. We develop self-esteem. We develop faith in the secret place. There's love in the secret place, joy in the secret place, peace, hope, grace, mercy, favor, freedom, brokenness, surrender, and worship, faithfulness, gratefulness, wholeness, boldness, courage, honor, truth, blessings, miracles, righteousness, holiness, power, yet humility, healing, deliverance, Breakthrough, recovery, separation, dominion, direction, inspiration, motivation, justification, promotion, restoration, provision, salvation, covering, shelter, refuge, protection, and security. 
there's safety in the secret place. Well, thanks for tuning in today. But before I go, you know, we have kingdom business to take care of. We never take it for granted that everyone viewing or listening to the podcast knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There might be someone who desires to make Jesus Lord over their life. And if that is you, I need you to know a few things first. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The latter portion of Romans 6.23 gives us the hope for the sinner to receive salvation. It says, but... The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 10, uh, 9 and 10 declare that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in this heart that God raised him from the dead, then you too will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and that's where you have justification and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. If that's you today, pray this prayer with me. Or repeat these words with me. God, I know that I am a sinner. And I know that the wages of sin is death. But I believe that your special gift is eternal life through Christ Jesus. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, as ransom just for me. I declare that Jesus is Lord of my life. And I profess my faith for salvation through the death, through the burial, and through the resurrection of Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your peace. And thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you said those words with me and you sincerely believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord of all, then welcome to the family. <laughs> Heaven is rejoicing. <laughs> and so am I. Heaven is rejoicing. And so... I don't get too excited. So am I. I want you to be empowered. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be enlightened. But most of all, I want you to be saved. Get that salvation in order. Get connected to a local assembly that can nurture your growth. For after the justification, there comes sanctification. The Holy Spirit indwells in you and, and changes your behavior. <laughs> so get connected to a local assembly that can nurture your growth. I'm W.C. Seymour. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, Shalom.